Hello, and thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Minister John Richard, and this podcast is an account of this week's Bible study. I pray that it blesses and strengthens you in Jesus' name. If you are looking for more of the Word or are searching for the notes that were used in this week's lesson, please feel free to check the links in the description. Enjoy the Bible study and be blessed. Heavenly Father, we come before your name just saying thank you, Lord. God, there is so much to just thank you for that, honestly, I, we don't know where to start sometimes. So we usually start with the thing that's been most prevalent in our lives, whether it be a struggle, whether it be, you know, just a, a good grace period where the storm hasn't been raging as much or where it seems like we've gotten to a little plateau on the mountain before we start ascending again. And so we just simply say thank you, Lord. So, Father. I come before you asking that you would sit me, J.R., the man down, and that you, O sovereign Lord, would rise up big inside of me, placing your words upon my lips, proclaiming your word of truth, not just to me, but to all my brothers and sisters, your people, Lord. I ask that you would speak directly to our hearts and that we would would receive exactly what we need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, y'all. For Bible study this week, kind of similarly to last week and the week before, we're going to go ahead and have another two-parter. But instead of an intro to the lesson, we're going to have prayer, uh, a prayer to kind of get us in, in, in the mood or in the zone to not just receive next week's lesson, but also to just kind of put us in, in a new state of mind. Now, when it comes to living this life, there are a lot of things that we go through. Whether good or bad, the good Lord allows all these things to really mold us. He uses the storms, the trials, the tribulations, everything else that we deal with to temper us, to help us to stop relying so much on the the finite things like the money or or the institutions or all these other things that we tend to want to put our faith and trust into and more so to start putting our faith and trust in him because honestly he's the only one that can truly change things in our lives now last week if you were with us or if you listened to it at your own leisure we discussed the topic of saying it loud and the whole purpose of that is to be more assertive with your prayer life to not just <clears throat> use the 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 worshiping side of prayer or the well I can't think of a proper term for it right now but typically when we pray we usually pray in the sense lord thank you for this or god if you would can you change this yes that's good i'm not telling you not to pray that way that's one form of prayer that we have but There are other situations like Jesus himself told the disciples and he went on to tell it in a couple of different circumstances. Certain things need to occur for things to change that we do because of what God has done for us, have another form of prayer that we can just call assertive prayer where we proclaim a thing in Jesus's name because he has given us the power to do so. He even said it that I'm sending you forth in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and that we are baptized now in the Holy Spirit, not just by water, 
as a, as a symbol, but actual rebirth, thanks to the Holy Spirit and the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. So with that, we can we can assert ourselves in the Lord. We can pray against a thing. We can pray for a thing. We can call forth a thing. We can bind a thing. So much we can do. And so with that, I would like to, I'll say, bring in a third form, one that we typically use in the way we pray when we are just coming forward to God to have that conversation. Lord, thank you for this. Lord, please, can you just watch over these things? Can you do this for these people? Well, we're going to call that our our prayer of preservance. And that's honestly what we're going to call this lesson. And we'll really go into that next week with scriptures and everything else. But the purpose of this prayer isn't just learning how to pray to ask God to preserve different things or to preserve, you know, people in your life or to preserve you. But it's it's it goes so much deeper. I wish I had the words to talk about it. But again, that's what God is here for, to give me what needs to be said right now. So with that, I'll say this and then we'll we'll pray and then I'll get you out of here because honestly, like I said at the beginning, this is to get you in the right mindset. It's not so much a prelude of a lesson, but more so to kind of get your your spirit moving in the right direction. So when we pray prayers of preservance, it can be for so many things. God, can you give me the strength? We we know so much and we we hear it all the time that God is our rock in a weary place and he is. And so that means that he's preserving your strength. Meaning especially in this this spiritual context that not only is he taking what you have and making it last but he's adding more to it. When we conserve or conserve or and preserve things, it's to make it last longer. Like preservatives, you take some fruit, mash it up, make a jelly out of it, and you add some things to it to make it last for a while before it goes bad. But the thing about it is you can't add anything else to it. Otherwise, it's not the intended product anymore. It's not the same thing with God, however. We come to God for our strength because he is our source of strength. And the strength that we're given we use it for the tasks at hand. And when we start to feel weary, instead of wondering if we need new strength or a new source of strength, we go back to the source himself. And then we pray those prayers. God, please help me continue to push forward. Hold my peace, Lord, because I want to say something. I want to do something that I, I know I probably shouldn't do. And it's in these situations, once again, where God is weaning us off of trying to depend on things that don't matter and instead to depend upon him because that's what it's about. To be interdependent of the world, but completely dependent upon him. It doesn't mean that we just can't do anything because God gives us all the strength to do everything that we need to accomplish, but we learn how to stop getting hung up on the wrong stuff. And so with that, Lord, we come before you again saying, thank you, Lord, 
Father, there is so much going on, so much that has been going on for years and years and years since this world has begun. And in our lifetimes, those of us who have here, things are once again looking just quite strange, difficult. It it's it's weary. You know, God, we we're we're taught and trained inside of our belief with you, Lord, that when we build this relationship that we we have someone that we can truly talk to, someone that we can understand. And as any fellow brother and sister who calls upon your name, Lord Jesus, I think we can all say that that's true. That, Father, when things don't make sense, when we don't know what to do, when we don't know where to turn, when we don't know where the resources are, are going to come from, when we don't know just anything, we can always look to you, Father. And not only will you have the answer, but you are the answer. For your word says that the wealth, the land, the people, the animals, and everything that is thereof all belongs to you, God. So if we have a need, just like you told us out your own mouth, that all we have to do is ask you in your name, and then it'll be ours, God. That if we have wants and needs to just ask you, Father, and it'll be ours, that Honestly, most of the time we don't have a thing that we need because we don't ask you. And even then, sometimes when we ask, it may not come into fruition because we're asking from the wrong place. Now, that's a big one. <clears throat> but God, I thank you that in learning how to pray these prayers of, of preservance, God, and how to just not only preserve ourselves inside of you, Lord, but how to pray for other people that they would just be mended by you, Father. It's truly an humbling and a very blissful experience, God. Because when we learn how to pray this way, it makes us take a step back. It makes us look at the bigger picture, and not from our point of view, but from yours, Lord. One that's unbiased, one that isn't filled full of fallacies, one that doesn't want to do things according to what they feel is right but according to what the true standard of right is and so father we just say thank you for that that god when we begin to pray for other people when life isn't just about us and what we want or what we feel we may need and it's about the bigger picture of helping out our fellow man our fellow brother and sister that we truly do begin to understand just why and how you love us so much, God, because you didn't have to do what you did on Calvary, Father. You didn't have to come down in a body like ours to die for our mistakes, to die for our sins, to pay a price that wasn't even yours to begin with. But Lord, we thank you because it was a price that we could never begin to hope to even try to pay. One that we didn't have funds for, there were no funds in sight. There was no way to even acquire the funds to pay for the debt. So there was just the penalty to be accrued. But Lord, <clears throat> like the good father that you are, you stepped in anyway. And so it's, it's here, Lord, in the same way that you preserved us, your creation that fell so far from you, a creation that shunned you, Lord, that turned its cheek to you, that turned its back, that went off and did any and everything just to spite your love for no good reason. God, we say thank you because every man, woman, boy, and girl 
who now calls out to you, Christ Jesus, as Lord and Savior, as their father, as their friend, as their comforter, as their advocate, as their all in all. We've all been there. We've been the one on the other side of the track. We've been the one that was just in the dirt, just mucking about ceaselessly with no true purpose, just waiting to be thrown into the fire. But God, you saved us. And in your love that saved us, we're filled with so much of it that we want to help just tear people away from this facade that living a best life is the way to go. And that living your truth is the way to go. And God is not. Because what truth do we know? Except sin. That's the only truth we come here with. That we know how to sin. And we can be really good at it. And it's terrible. But God, we thank you so much that you make the difficult thing called change. Not only possible, but you make it bearable. And you make it get just that much easier. It may not seem like a lot to us. But in the same way you have family and the constitution of the brotherhood here for us, God, we learn not just from your example, but from the examples that you show forth in our brothers and sisters about how to overcome these trials and tribulations, how to stay steadfast and vigilant by looking forward, by praying ceaselessly, by continually holding our heads up tall and proud, looking towards you, Father. Not because we're the ones without fault, but because you inside of us make us faultless. You brought us back to you in such a manner that, I mean, even, even your word says, what kind of love is this? Because we question it every day. Each day that we take breath, we just wonder, how can you love us so much when all we do is mess up? But God, I thank you that even in the midst of those mistakes, you don't call us by our sins, but you call us by our names. And our names are child of God, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people, your remnant, your beloved, your darling children, the ones you gave your life for. So as we learn how to pray for, for reservation, God, as we learn how to pray for the, the preservance in the same way that you preserved our lives by giving us another chance and not just a singular chance, but new chances, new graces, new mercies each and every day. We don't deserve them, but you give them because you love us and that love, your love qualified us. Not that we earned it, not that we could work for it, but simply because you gave us a free gift to any and all who would accept you. And the offer isn't even one that requires much. All we have to do is be courageous enough to be brave enough inside of you, God, because we all come with a, a little measure of faith. And when we hear about your goodness, it gets activated. And then we have a choice to let it grow or to snuff it out. But God, I pray that more people would be brave to let it grow, that they would look at themselves and say, I've been wrong and God, you're right. And more so, you don't want to punish me like the system of the governments would, but you want to make me better. You want me to change, not for some arbitrary reason, but actual change so that I can be a better person, something we can't do on our own. So God, when it comes to preservance, God, when it comes to the reservations, I ask that you would just take every vile imagination that's keeping people locked up 
every crazy and alternative lifestyle that doesn't have your name on it, God. And that you would just help people see in the same way you've helped the rest of us who call out your name see. That we don't have to live in the shackles. That we don't have to stay in bondage. That we don't have to be slaves anymore. Because you've already paid the price to break the shackles of slavery. We're no longer held in bondage in captivity to the things that would want us to stay up all night. To the nightmares, to the, the pain, to the past, to the trauma to the captivator, to any of it, we don't, we're not in slavery anymore. And all we have to do to take the chain off is to just take it off. You've already unlocked it, but people still have that slave mentality. So God, I ask that you would break it. That all we have to do to walk forward is to put our hand out because you meet us the 99%. And all we have to do is to just make the gesture to have the intent of the heart, to want to do better. And we can inside of you, Christ Jesus, because you strengthen us to do all things, not some things, but all things. Anything that we could set our minds to and more is possible inside of you, Lord, because you don't have any caps. You're not bound by anything. You're not in some box. You're not carved out of some precious metal, as we called them. You weren't made up by some round table of people, but you've been here before there was a here. You laid the foundations of existence before there was an existence. And you'll be here long before and long after God. And so, Father, we just say thank you that we've been given the privilege to be called your children. And even more so that we've been given a part to play. Each person an individual part that only they can carry out. And you designed it specifically for them because as people, we get bored. We, we want to try new things. We get upset. We get angry. We get all these different things. But the route that you have carved out for us, the plans that you have, God, the ones that are for good and not for evil, the ones to give us a hope and a future, the ones to give us an expected end, God, they're the ones where we won't get bored, where we won't get tired of doing it because it has the ultimate purpose, not just the greater purpose, but the ultimate purpose of helping the blind see. Because we too were once blind, but now we can see. And it's all thanks to you, Christ Jesus, for making the balm to spread on our eyes to help make the scales fall off, to take the blindfold off, to make sure that when the veil in the temple ripped, that it ripped inside of our hearts too, so that we could accept you for who you are. And that's simply God. But you're so much more than just savior, so much more than just creator of everything. You're a father, you're a friend, you're a comforter. You're the intelligence that we can use to pass the tests of life, not just academically, but in life itself. You're our everything, Lord. And thank you <clears throat> is the least we can say, because we don't have the words quite yet to, to truly thank you. But God, I thank you that we have a whole eternity to spend with you to, to just even begin to make a dent in that. And so, Father, in this prayer of perseverance, in this prayer of preservation, in this prayer of reservation, God, I ask that you would get all of us ready, Lord, for the next step, the next phases of our lives. Because as, as long as this world goes on, you're not done with us, your people. You're not done saving souls. You're not done correcting the wrong in the world. 
So, Father, just help us to be prepared, Lord. Help us to be more courageous, to be more brave. And, Lord, prepare us to, to just honestly, as the song says, to be your sanctuary, God. Continually work on us through the lifelong process called sanctification. I ask that if anyone feels that <clears throat> they've grown enough, that they would just shake that because, I mean, you don't have any, any caps on us, God. We can keep moving. So, Father, just have your way in our lives. Have your way in all of our lives, Lord, as you have been and as you will continue to do so. Let us continue to have the heart stance of being made available to you. Because when we're available to you, God, when we allow you to work your power and our weaknesses, because we have many, then we can be strong because your power works best in our weaknesses. You said it yourself. Your strength is made perfect in the weakness. And God, your perfection is much better than the most machine correctly straight line that could ever be drawn. You are true perfection, Father. And I thank you that because of the relationship we have with you, we can get there. It may not happen while this current body takes breath from you, God, but I'm sure glad that I have something to continually strive for, a goal that not only is in sight, but one that I can reach out to and one day grasp when we get our glorified bodies. Because we'll all hear one day, those of us who truly love you and are called according to your name and do the work. We may not always want to do it willingly. We may not always do it with a smile on our face, but we'll do the work. That we'll hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Because God, that's what it's all about. It's about serving you. And despite what the naysayers may say, serving you doesn't mean we have to be boring or stick in the mud or some robot. No, we serve you willingly because we love you. And the love that we have for you, it's, it's grounded in good measure. You saved us not only from ourselves, but from an enemy who wants to destroy us just because. From a, a very actual hell a place of punishment for eternity, something that we can very much so avoid. So we love you. We thank you. And God, I ask that as we go into next week, God willing in your name, Jesus, that not only will we receive the, the scriptural word, but God, that we would have just that much of a more humbling experience, understanding how to truly be there for one another, just like you're there for us. <clears throat> how to pray for our enemies as much as we would like to see them fall sometimes. That's not your way. Your way is that we would pray for those who've wronged us so that they too can have a chance just like we did. Because at some point in everyone's lives, until they get to know you and build that relationship, they're your enemies. But Father, in the same way that you don't desire that any would perish, but that all would be saved, we too ask that there would be just more, God, that there would be more of the harvest of souls, Lord, because people don't have to suffer. They don't have to accept what Satan is selling them. They can turn it down. They can leave it alone and they can pick up that blank check with their name on it and your signature at the bottom saying that they can have any and everything to their heart's desire inside of you, Lord, that they can live a blessed life, that they can have a happy life, that they can actually live a best life, one that's actually alive, 
instead of some glorified and beautified trash heap, but that they can have something that will last. And God, that's the preservation that we're praying for, God. One that is just infinite like you, Lord. One that doesn't end, one that doesn't rot, one that won't decay, but one just like you, Lord, eternal and wonderful in all of your ways. So, Father, again, we just say thank you. And it's these things we thank you for, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, family, I pray the lesson has blessed you in some way, shape, form, or fashion today. Each week, we hold Bible study on Zoom, and it would be wonderful to share this experience with you. If something was said that resonated with you and you aren't a part of the family, I would like to open the invitation to join. I pray that the Lord blesses you in all of your endeavors and that you chase after the prize, which is Jesus. See you next week, God willing, and be blessed. Thank you.